This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. Hey, it's Wednesday night, March 23rd, 2022. You're listening to another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. And Paul, this episode of Dynamite has increased my appetite, and I want a Twinkie. I've had my fill of Twinkies for, for now. Yes, I have heard over the weekend the fwf show you might have got a twinkie to the face might have might have <laughs> just just one but hey you know what it was worth it uh, to see the smile on the little girl's face who did it but uh yeah got a twinkie to the face so okay. but you, you did cut a good promo thank you thank you thank you i put a lot of work into that promo and where can <laughs> uh the viewers and listeners of the king and out podcast go listen and see this promo app yeah if you haven't caught it yet uh, it's on uh the kicking out podcast facebook page so get on facebook search kicking out podcast or at kicking out pod which is our uh social media handle for all of our social media accounts and you will be able to find a couple different angles of said promo and uh you can watch me getting twinkied as well Getting twinkied and uh, FWF, that's a mouthful. Uh, They have a YouTube channel too, correct? Yes, they do. Uh, Get on YouTube, search up Functified Wrestling Federation, and uh, you can watch some uh, past shows on there as well. Uh, You can see me beat up people. You can see me get beat up, Uh, (laughs) depending on your liking there. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Go check out Functified Wrestling Federation. Um, got another show coming up this Saturday at the CCAC in Warsaw, Indiana. Never stops. Never stops. Keeps on rolling. Keeps on rolling. Yes, but it does. What a fun way we kicked off Dynamite tonight. Absolutely. CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Who loves Bret Hart more? It was pretty much the uh, battle for Bret Hart's fandom. So, yes, yes, it was. Uh, but uh, Tony Khan announced this match earlier today on Twitter. I saw it. And I'm like, man, this is going to be fun. Because 
as much as I like FTR's attack team, I do think they're one of the best attack teams in the world. Both Cash Wheeler and Dex Harwood can go as single competitors when they want to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind if anything happens to FTR or uh, one of them is out on injury, you can have the other one in the ring every week and they're going to deliver a good show. They're both so talented. and um, Absolutely. And, and I liked how when Dax came out, Cash wished him good luck, went to the back. Yes, that I was that. fantastic. That was classic pro wrestling at its finest right there. Yep. Show kicks off, of course, with CM Punk's uh, music, cult of personality hitting. Place went nuts like it always does. It was nice to see Punk back on TV after a little little break after Revolution. You know, it was interesting because um, I knew he was going to be back tonight. But yesterday I had seen some stuff where there were articles. Now these are not, you know, your Fightful Selector um, Wrestling Inc. or anything like that. But there were wrestling fan articles up about what happened to CM Punk. Where'd CM Punk go? It's like, really? The man took a week off. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, took a week off or God. two weeks off. Two weeks two off. Weeks off. And I like that. And I liked and that's something we didn't really talk about two weeks ago on the first dynamite after revolution. I liked how MJF and CM Punk weren't on that episode because they shouldn't be. They went through no. a war that yeah. previous Sunday night. So I like that. That's real. That's realistic. I like that. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I keep telling you, Tony Khan does the best stories in pro wrestling right now. Yep. Yep. And this match delivered, it was uh back and forth. Uh, through uh, most of the match, of course, the Gun Club or the Ass Boys, Colton and um, Austin Gun, were sitting. Billy's by, boys. Billy's boys were sitting by uh, by the ringside there. Um, towards the end of the match, we saw uh, Punk uh, kick uh, Dash's head uh, head sl- kicked out, and Dash's head slammed off the bottom turnbuckle. That was a pretty nasty looking spot there. Especially uh, that, with all the head injuries he's had. Exactly. That led to a couple back and forth pinfall attempts. Punk then hit a running knee to the corner, but Dax blocked it with a uh, classic running bulldog by hanging on to him, nailing a slingshot powerbomb, which was awesome. That was a great looking move. He got a near fall at two. Dax then reversed a GTS attempt and he locked in the sharpshooter, paying <laughs> homage to Bret Hart, which uh, this is the 25th anniversary of the classic Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13 match, which Bret got Stone Cold and the Sharpshooter and Stone Cold, which had a he had a bloody crimson mask going past that. Yes. So, I, I was wondering how many different matches and throwbacks they were going to pay homage to, but that was definitely one of them tonight. Um, Punk rolled over and then transitioned back into an Anaconda advice, which he had locked one on Harwood earlier in the match, but he got this one in a little deeper and Dax was forced to tap out. Not very often you see uh, either member of FTR tap out. So yep, that's a, that's one that you can chalk up to punk there. Yep. And then punk after the match was celebrating with the crowd and uh, doing the belt motion to his waist. What belt is he referencing? Oh, he's going for the big boy. You think so? You think he's yep. going to skip TNT and go straight for Hangman? I, I do. I do. Um, I think I think that's our match at Double or Nothing. I don't know exactly how we get there. I think we'll see Adam Cole challenge for it before then, especially after tonight's angle. 
uh, maybe at a Clash of Champions or or not, not Clash of Champions, excuse me, Battle for the Belts. I forgot that's what they're calling it, Battle for the Belts, <laughs> or something earlier than Double or Nothing. Because yeah, I think uh, Punk Hangman feud would be pretty good. I don't know, really know how we get there, but uh, that's why we tune in every week. Exactly, exactly. Of course, you know, I'm okay with that, and I would be. This is going to sound really off the wall, especially coming from a guy like me. I would be okay with Punk winning over Hangman. And here's why. Because we would start getting closer and closer to somebody's return. And I just want to see one good match between CM Punk and Kenny Omega for gold. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, I don't even care who wins that match. I just want to see it. Yeah. Um. And I still, and if, if Punk took it off Hangman, even if he was the heel in that match, I guess then he could eventually turn back face. You could have maybe MGF take it off him eventually or something. Um, but while we're speaking of Hangman, I was going to ask you this later on in the episode when we talked about his segment he was involved in. But since we're talking about him, I'll, I'll ask you now. What do you think so far overall about Hangman's title run? Honestly, it's a little disappointing. I kind of agree. Um, I I thought we'd see something more, you know, I got, and maybe it's because we got spoiled under Kenny who came out pretty much every week and had a match or every other week and had a match. And then you've got Hangman who just pops up on TV, cuts a quick promo and leaves. Yeah. I think his matches have been good under his ring, but like everything else is just kind of blah. There has been, I don't don't know. Yeah. They just, he's, he's never featured in the main segment of the show it's just it's really odd to me i don't know it just it's a lot different than the previous three world champion rings we've seen yeah and i think um of course you know all three have been really good and hangman's has been good he's put on great matches when he has them but i think we've really got spoiled with kenny because kenny's such a workhorse that Mm -hmm. he wanted to be on tv with that belt as much as possible putting it in people's faces workhorse with a shoulder injury the hernia, vertigo. vertigo, list goes on and on, which is just incredible. That's why I want him to take as long as he needs to get fully healthy. Because if he did gave us all that with all those injuries, just thinking what he might be able to do 100%. Oh, yeah. I can't I wrap mean, my mind around it. His whole title reign, he was injured. So, right. One yep. way or the other. So, it'd be yep. interesting to see. Then we see a backstage segment with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, Jericho's talking about the picture he has been shared of John Silver with him when, uh, when John Silver was uh, younger. Daniel Garcia then says they beat up professional wrestlers. They will show them that they can't hang. Jericho says they will future endeavor them. I got to pop out of that one. They all joke about how Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz are gone now. And Hager says they're not coming back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, well, see. we'll be Eddie back, Kingston, and they'll be back as LAX. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's doing some uh, New Japan stuff right now, so that's yeah. why he hasn't been around. But, yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back. And an interesting name to keep an eye on, I don't know if he'll pop up in AEW, is Hernandez mm-hmm. um, is not re-signing with Impact Wrestling. He's a free agent now. So Yeah. Just a name to keep an eye on there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Next match. This was a fun match. These Tornado Tags always are entertaining. They always over-deliver. Always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Hardys, Sting and Darby Allen versus Private Party, Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy and the Butcher and the Blade of the uh, AFO. 
much easier to say. Yes, much. I no had, offense, I had, I had Matt. Double, yeah, I had a double guess. I had to think about that. I'm like, that is right, right? AFO. Yes. Yeah, it's not the HOF. Or, no. no, AOF. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not the HOF anymore. No. It's not the A-H-O-F. O-F, yeah. It's AOF. That rolls yep. off the tongue. AOF, yep. This match opens like a lot of Darby Allen matches do with Darby diving out and hitting his opponents as soon as they arrive. Then we see Sting. Sting turning into a high flyer, Paul, in his old age. He this did have a birthday. scared me. <laughs> he did have a birthday earlier this week. He only turned 63, so he oh, thought he might, might as well go up top, and he launched himself from the top corner into them as well. After that, it was just chaos. Brawls happened all over the arena. Uh, Jeff Hardy and the Blade fight upstairs. Steen's hitting a big splash down at ringside, a Steener splash. Inside of the ring, we have Matt Hardy using his delete attack in the corner. Um, Darby was dominating the, but- the Butcher, but Andrade appeared and wiped him out with a belt. That allowed Butcher to launch Darby down the stairs. Back in the ring, uh, Matt hit the side effect on Isaiah Cassidy. Then Mark Quinn appears from behind and rocked him with a trash can to the head. Jeff brawls with Butcher and the blade out to the concourse while a private party hit a double suplex on the ramp to Matt. The fight to the entrance tunnel, but Matt uh, managed to take control, dropping Quinn on the on the ramp. He looks to send Cassidy off the ramp, but his uh, partner saves him by hitting Matt with a low blow. Private party then work together, and they both launch Matt off the ramp with all three of them going through a table. Um, I was just glad to see a Matt Hardy spot through the table go safely. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. Um, and as and, he and started... Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy spot, because that was a well, nasty Spanish fly spot with um, Sammy Guevara at Revolution. Yeah, but... Uh... That I I might have clinched up a little bit when Matt was oh, sure. ready to go through there because I'm like uh uh-uh, uh no not again not again sure. Not... Oh, okay good sure um then back at the concourse the uh, Darby and Sting have Butcher and Blade selling tables this might have been the spot of the night at least for me Jeff Hardy climbs up on a ladder onto the balcony above and he does a huge swan tom bomb through the table crashing on both guys Jeff freaking Hardy. <laughs> What, would you expect anything less from Jeff Hardy? I don't honestly. know how the guy walks to this day I with how many swantons he's hit over the years from high heights. Man. Yeah. Yeah. We did see private party set Matt Hardy into the ring, but he's able to kick out. Sting then appears and starts brawling, but Isaiah Cassie hits him with the chair. However, that fired Sting up, didn't affect him at all. He starts dominating, hitting Steiner, splashes in the corner. Um, he ends up missing and Isaiah follows with a kick. They look for gin and juice, but Sting counters. He try I think it was supposed to be all one fluid motion to hit him with the Scorpion Death Drop, but he could not grasp him. He kept trying to fall down. I, I, I'm literally in like saying out loud, just let him go. Let him fall on the mat. Pick him back up and do it. Cause he kept finally he got a hold of him. He hits the Scorpion Death Drop. Uh Matt Hardy hits twist of fate and that's it for the one, two, three. Yeah, it was um once Sting finally got him set up. Yeah. It, it was kind of nice. You know, we hit two yeah. finishers at the same time, and then we had a double pin. Yeah, it was a it was cool spot. I mean, it would have been great if it could have happened in one smooth motion, but. Uh, right, right. It happens. I just I just wish Sting, because he, he dropped about three different times. It's like, just just lay him down, pick him back up and do it. I mean, he kind of kind of botched it, and he was trying to save it, but. Fun exactly. match, like like I said when we were starting to talk about this match. I these tornado tags are always fun, and they in the AW they always over deliver. Just a lot of action, chaos, and good times. Yep. 
We then see uh, FTR backstage as uh, Cash Wheeler's putting over Dax Harwood. But then he says the ass boys think because of their father they have respect, and that's not it. Dax then says he can't stand a spoiled brat, and if they think they can just walk in, steal their their spot from his profession, that's a problem. Hardwood says they are the best team in the business, and he refuses to call them the ass boys. He will call them Billy's sons. He'll see them next week in Dynamite. Yeah, uh, I'm all for this. Uh, Dan Housen can continue to call them the ass boys. <laughs> Um, I think FTR needs to call him Billy's sons. Yep. Yep. And uh, did you notice how Cash mentioned that Dax has a lot of But, um, you know. Because I got called out they... by a lot of, I don't know if you noticed that on, on Twitter last week. Right? Yes. From our account, I tweeted, could Bret Hart be coming to, come to AW? And I got a lot of backlash on that tweet. Yeah. There were some, well, he's already been there. And then, you know, there oh, were a great. lot of We need another stuff. old fossil. Yeah. Okay, look. Tell me I you mean, don't want to see Bret Hart in AW for any kind of role if, if he's interested, and I do. Right. You know, is Tully going to continue to come out with Sean Spears? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Arn doing now? He's going to come out with his kid whenever his kid wrestles. I mean, Jake the Snake, is he going to be with Archer on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I seen mean, Jake in a while. We're, we're kind of, yeah, we had those fossils, but. They're kind of fading out. Mm. They've kind of don't have anybody to go with anymore. Right. So they're they're transitioning to what their real job is, which is stuff backstage and training guys. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think Brett will would want to come in for a role every week or anything. But no, maybe a big one off or maybe an appearance once a month or once every other month or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if Bret Hart is interested in coming into your company in any capacity, don't say no. Exactly, and <laughs> you know, with the start of the Owen Hart Cup coming up here yes. very shortly, it would make perfect sense to have Bret come in. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's every week throughout the cup, and then yep. after that, once a month, or you know, for big shows or big segments, and that be that. But. Yeah, when Bret Hart knocks on your door and says, hey, I want to be a part of your company, you go, uh, where do I sign? Right. And I, I can't wait for the own Hart Cup. I'm interested to see the participants and get the matches going. Yes, I hope we see Wardlow in this. I'm just saying. That just would be saying. cool, but I think he's going to be involved in another match at that pay-per-view. So, But he's cute still. <sighs> he could still be in it, though. He could be in the tournament and... and Someone and could cost him a some, match. Yeah, I was going to say somebody could cost him a match yep. um, right before the pay-per-view to really yep. solidify that story for the pay-per-view. We then see Brian Danielson and John Moxley against the Varsity Blondes. The first time we've seen the Blondes in a while. I always want to call them the Pillmans. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I just want to call them the Pillmans because Griff looks like a Pillman, even though he's not. I'm um, still trying not to call them Hollywood Blondes. So. Yeah. Yep, Varsity I mean, Blondes. Yeah. So William Regal comes on commentary, which he's always good on commentary. And this match pretty much goes how you would think with Moxley and Danielson pretty much dominating. I mean, the Varsity Blondes did get a little offense in, but I loved how this match ended. And that was with uh, uh, Moxley just elbowing Griff to death and uh, Danielson um, stomping um Pillman's head in and then they both got submissions both made them tap out I thought that was great um, very intense physical match um, interesting part of the match to me was Julia Hart just sitting 
outside, ringside, not paying attention, head down, truly broken. I still think she's going to end up in the House of Black. You need to do something with it. Yes. Well, they I mean, they made reference to it several times tonight. They did. Um, you know, and they even accidentally said since she got the mist in the face from the House of I mean, Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they keep referencing that this happened. Right. There's something. It's just it. It's getting to be too drawn out because we've yeah, it's seen losing, it's losing Neville. Its steam. We've seen it's losing its steam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever he's calling himself these days, uh, Penta, <laughs> they've all recovered from the mist. Yeah. But Julia has not. So right, right. Do something with this. It's right. one of those, uh, you know, do your stuff or get off the pot situation. Yep. Here. Yep. We didn't see Moxley grab the microphone. He says he's been fortunate to compete against and learn from the best, but there's only one man whose opinion he ever cared about. That was Lord Regal's. He then says, uh, the seal of approval from him is a badge of honor but he earned it through pain, blood, and dislocated joints. He wears the Blackpool badge of honor, just like the American dragon, Brian Danielson. Moxley says they were forged in combat. If anyone wants to get in the ring with them, they best step up or get stepped on. John then says if anyone thinks they can ride with the three most sadistic individuals, they are not giving out free passes. Talent need to reach down deep and find the place they love or where they love paying. He uh, says if people want a badge of honor from the Blackpool Combat Club, they have to earn it the hard way. So I guess we have a new name for this uh, team. I'm okay with this name. Yeah. it You know, it describes where they came from, what they do. They're not calling themselves a team, a trio, a group. They're a club. Is it? And I know AEW signed so much talent lately. They don't really need to sign talent every week or anything. But we're having new debuts. But when they were standing there, and he was saying, "You know, does anybody think they can stand here with the three most sadistic?" I was hoping Samoa Joe was going to appear. See, I wasn't sure if we were going to get Joe appearing or well, who we were going to get. But I honestly was waiting for. Uh, Wheeler Yuta to just show up and walk out there and go, look, I got in your face last week. I'll do it again. Yeah, I I actually thought Regal might slap one of the blondes tonight, but I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, no, that I don't want that to become a thing much. every week. Right. Um, don't wear that out. Just pick your spots to, to do it. So. Yep. It'll still be interesting who ultimately joins this faction. I think we'll see Yuta uh, join it first. Yeah, I think you're right. We then see MJF comes out, and uh, he says he meant what he said about Wardlow being able to keep the TNT title, so it's a shame he didn't beat Scorpio Sky last week. MJF tells CM Punk um, he had him beat at Revolution, which is why he had to cheat to win. He doesn't know where or when, but he will give Punk his most embarrassing loss of his career. He says it won't be over until he tends Punk's funeral and pisses on his grave. MGF was uh, pretty fired up tonight with some lines, that's for sure. Ooh, yeah, there were a few lines that came out of his mouth that I was like, wow, can you uh, that, say that? There was definitely one that I could see Warner being like, okay, no more of that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll yeah. get that to that mm. in a little bit. Uh, MGF tells the fans they like Wardlow because they're inbred, keeps ripping on Texas. 
He then claims uh, he will call Wardlow pig now because that's what he is, a greedy little pig. MJF says it wasn't for him. Nobody would know who Wardlow was. MJF says he repays him by costing him his biggest match and then asking for him to release him from his contract. MJF tells him he signed a deal with the devil and uh, they are ironclad. MJF says he's going to make Piggy's life a living hell. He claims if he wants to kick Wardlow's mo- mother out of her house, Wardlow will say nothing. And, and, and the line, my notes don't have it here, but the line he's was we were referring to was the crowds chanting Jesus at MJF, and he says uh, he will put Wardlow on a cross just like Jesus or something along those lines. I might not get that word for right, but I was yeah. like, that was the one. I was like, whoa, can he say that on cable? That one, and when he dropped the GD, I was like, "Whoa, we yeah. are we are pushing the boundaries tonight, boys." This made Wardlow come down to the ring. Crowd was popping. He's wiping out MGF security, but then all of AEW's security. I thought that was interesting. Their actual security got on, on camera and got involved. Had to get a hold of him. MGF then tells Wardlow he doesn't work for AEW. He works for MJF, and he doesn't want him here anymore he's trespassing so he'd be paying him just to stay home till the people forget he ever exists mgf then shoots down some rumors he says the pinnacles is not over and they have uh, never been better stating next week they're moving up sean spears says when you're in the pinnacle you're always on top yeah um Kind of answered our question. We've been wondering for a few weeks what they're doing with, well, probably closer to a few months now, what they're doing with Pinnacle because it's just kind of faded into the background. I At still least... think we're getting a slow FTR face turn. Oh, I think so too. I even texted you that tonight, the way they were talking there at the very beginning. I was like, uh, turn in FTR face. So... so I wonder if the Pinnacle stays together if they get some new members or a new look. I don't know. I don't know at all, but uh, I'm here for it. I know that yep. much. We both know Warlow's not staying home too long. No, no. I was honestly waiting for uh, Tony Schiavone to stand up. Uh, I just got a message from Tony Khan, <laughs> and uh, that message is that Wardlow is now all elite. So the double or nothing match, I'm thinking, is Warlow MJF. Warlow wins. MJF released him from his contract. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be great. It would be perfect storytelling and it would get over with the fans. Do my question for you, I guess, is can they hold that off until double or nothing? Or do we see a match before double or nothing between the two? Say MJF wins like he normally does on his feuds, and then Wardlow gets payback at the pay per view. I think something will start ahead of the pay-per-view. Uh, they'll have a match or two. and uh, He needs to go through Spears at some point. Right. right. He'll go through Spears. He'll go through each member of FTR or both of them at the same time. You know, Maybe it's a thing where he says, oh, if you can find yourself a tag partner, you can take on FTR. And then we get Wardlow and Punk teaming up against FTR. Well, and, and MJF likes to give his opponents obstacles before he faces a member of Cody and then Jericho. The feuds. Yep. Yep. So I definitely think we'll see it happen. We then see backstage Trent and uh, Wheeler Yuta and Orange Cassidy and um, Chuck Taylor. Trent says he never liked Wheeler Yuta, but he let him in because the rest did. Yuta says he loves those guys, but he doesn't like Trent either. He's not trying to be the best friend he can be. He's trying to be the best 
pro wrestler he can be. And Trent either needs to get that or he doesn't. I like this. Yeah. And in all black for Wheeler Yuta, no best friend shirt on for the first time since he came out. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely digging this. And I think, like I said, I still think he's going to join Mox Danielson and Regal. Mm-hmm. I agree. We then got a match that was advertised. Uh, I think yesterday, if not yesterday, it was earlier. It was definitely earlier today. That's Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. Fun to have Jay Lethal back on Dynamite in a big match. Uh, these two have had quite the history. They yes. back several years. Um, how about that pop Adam Cole got coming out tonight? I was, man. I, I mean, make him face and he's going to run the company. Yeah. I don't think they need I'm to make saying. a face, though. I mean, he's going to no. be a popsy, he, no matter what. He, he reminds me of um, Austin. When Austin was a heel, when Austin took on Vince McMahon, of course, that was just every, you know, everybody beating up their boss enjoyed that. But it his overness reminds me of that. Yeah. He can do no wrong. Well, everybody loves the uh, theme music he comes out to. Everybody loves the boom and the Adam Cole baby. I mean, it just it all works. It yeah. Works. And, you know. Hearing, uh, thinking back to, he did an interview, I think it was on the Unrestricted podcast, where they asked him about that uh, right after he joined AEW, and he goes, you know, I just did it one time as a little joke, as a stab to one of the other guys, mm-hmm. and it got over. Yep. It was one of those things he had never expected oh, it to get he over. He was trying he to be a heel be. in the company yeah. he was in, and he was trying to be annoying. It just got yep. over. Yep. The crowd loved it, and... <laughs> Now here we are all these years later, and no matter what, they yell, Adam Cole, baby. Yep. And Lethal got a nice pop, too, and really the crowd was oh, pretty yeah. divided through the match of let's go Lethal, let's go Cole, Cole. Adam yeah. Cole, Jay Lethal, chance like that. Um, fun match, a lot of action going on. Of course, we saw Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of Red Dragon come down and help Adam Cole in this match. I mean, what else would we expect? No Young Bucks tonight, though, Dynamite. Nope. Um Towards the end, we see Adam Cole grab the rain skirt, which distracts the officials, allowing Bobby Fish to distract Lethal. He then eats a super kick, but Jay reverses the boom attempt with a cutter. However, Cole then reverses the lethal injection with a midair super kick that got a big pop from the crowd. Then he hits the Panama Sunrise, but Lethal kicked out. Uh, Lethal's just able to go for the lethal injection again, but Red Dragon distracts the official. Cole hits a low blow, then hits the boom for the one, two, three. Yeah. The lethal Jackson is a cool move to watch, but I've never understood why you need to do all that just to do a back elbow. (laughs) It's one of those I have to shut my mind off from, from, uh, you know, what's going on real to pro wrestling or. Yeah. I mean, you know, why, why did, uh, Dusty have to right. spin his fist so many times to hit the bionic well, elbow in the in, in the people's elbow for the rock. I mean, yeah. So we could go. Yeah, we could go on and on. But <laughs> that's just part of pro wrestling. What makes it uh, entertaining? Yes. We then see Adam Cole get on the mic. He says, "Nobody on the planet deserves the AW World Title more than him." He says, "Hangman stole his victory, and in two out of the last three matches they've had, he has won." Last week, he saw fear in Adam Page's eyes when he pinned Jungle Boy. And Cole says the champion caught lightning in the bottle of revolution, but he's got to shove it up his ass. 
Cole says Hangman's a coward who doesn't have the guts to come out. And of course, Hangman's uh, music hits and he comes out. He starts attacking all three of them with a belt, but Cole hits yet another low blow, and uh, the trio's beating de- beating them down until finally uh, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus and Christian Cage all run down to chase off Red Dragon and Adam Cole. However, Adam Cole left with the world title. Mm-hmm. Been a while since we had somebody steal the title and actually walk out with right. it. Right. I was thinking normally the they thing. drop it back down and walk out. But and I do actually, have to say it looked good over Adam Cole's shoulder. That it did. That it did. I was like, man, you you never know. You want somebody to be champion so much until they put a belt over right. their shoulder and then it's like, oh, that looks good. Were you surprised it was Jurassic Express and Christian coming down for the save instead of the Dark Order? No. Nope. No. No. I knew it wouldn't be Dark Order. I mean, at one point when they were beating him up, my mind went, join the Dark Order. But I it, I was like, no, it's not going to be them. It'll be Jurassic Express because they want revenge from yeah. last week. Yeah, and, and I think Red Dragon's the next challengers for the tag titles. It makes a lot of sense. So. Oh, absolutely. One-on-one, that, or two-on-two, I should say. That's going to be a great match. Yep. We didn't see uh, Sammy Guevara and, and Ty Conte in the ring. He says they can't change what happened with the TNT title, but he hasn't lost his love for the ring. And he will always do things that make people stand up and chant, holy shit. Uh, Sammy then says if he's going to pay for it, it will be worth it, as what the fans give to him is everything he wanted until now. Ty uh, says now they want payback. She says Paige Van Zant get her ass kicked, just like she did in her tire entire MMA career. This leads to Lambert appearing. He claims that Paige had appearances in, in won't appear in places like Texas. You can subscribe to your OnlyFans and see why Orange Cassie always has his hands in his pants. That popped me. That was, that was pretty good. Um, it did, but it goes back to that uh, top guy. Or, he's getting um, the cheap heat. Yeah, the uh, um, um, man, I can't even think of Dan Lambert's team's name. America Top Team. America Top Team versus uh, Inner Circle. Yeah. You know, Jericho made reference to that, and she said she would never do it. And then, you know, less than a month later, she did it. Now it's, oh, we got to bring it up. Right, right. <laughs> Bet she gets some more subscriptions tonight from the AW crowd, though. Oh, probably. <laughs> he then claims they have uh, Tiny Tim and Lucha, Lucha Warris. Um Lambert says they can uh, kiss the match goodbye. Dan kisses the belt, and, and he says, uh, and then Sammy says, if he knew what they did while wearing that belt, then he would know that they live in his mouth. Crowd love that, and go check Tay's Twitter. That's all I'm going to say. And you can see a picture of her and Sammy and what they uh, might have done with that belt. Yeah. Uh, and in They case don't give you... any Fs. They don't any... care. In case you don't want to go look, if you've ever seen the infamous Shawn Michaels Playgirl photo, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> That's we only been got, recreated a dozen times. Exactly. We then got the woman, the lone woman's match of the night, Layla Hurst versus Red Velvet. Um, pretty good match here. In the end, Layla Hurst gets the win um, by cheating. She grabbed uh, two turnbuckle posts. The official took one away. However, she had another one in her gear, and she attacks Red Velvet with it to get the win. But uh, I like I like seeing both these ladies get TV time. Oh, absolutely! It was great to see. Um, 
I mean, they both continue to get better and better. After the match, Layla continued, continued the attack, but led to Chris Stat- Statlander making the save. Yeah. Um, again, all black. Yep. I like the blue streak in the hair, though. That was yep. cool. Yep. We then see Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling um, talking about her potential 30th match. And um, Tony Schiavone's wondering who the opponent's going to be. But all Jade wanted to talk about was her post-match celebrations, which she started listing things off. And Mark's writing down what she wants. So mm-hmm. any guesses who her opponent could be for a 30th match? No. <laughs> it's got to be somebody I, else. I, I don't me, have. Right? It's got to be. I mean, she's gone through everybody in the roster, and at this point, it would make no sense to bring somebody else in uh, that's in the company now to to take her on. We need, even if it's a one-off, just bring us somebody, big name, little name, I don't care. Sign somebody, local talent, indie, get a pop, and have, them, have her beat them. Well, it, you know, and I keep saying they're not going to hand Jade her first loss for a while, but when she's talking about post-match celebrations and everything, it makes me think maybe she's going to get beat. Mm. You know, I, I kind of feel that too, but I want to see her get right by Sheeta's 50 wins and yeah. then lose. Yeah, I mean, I don't think now's the time to pull the trigger on having her first loss, but it made me question it tonight, and that's that's good storytelling. Absolutely. Now I'm just, I'm just intrigued who they might bring in, or if they bring somebody in, because I just not, I can't think of anything anybody on the roster besides Britt that would be or Thunder that would be a um, good challenger. Nyla. Yeah, it looks like she's gonna have a program coming up here. Paige Van Zant, oh. but she's in a program now. Right. Right. Um, because I was all for Paige Van Zant versus uh Jade Cargill, but then they immediately throw her in this other program. Yep. Yep. So uh, I don't know enough um free agents right now on no. the female side to, to really I mean Chelsea Green. She's not necessarily a free agent. No, but, but that'd be interesting if they could get her over to AEW to do some stuff. So she's been doing some good stuff in NWA and Impact. Yep. And she was a uh, Reign of Honor talent for a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Supercard April 1st. Yeah. Tony's stacking that card up. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tony Schiavone then welcomes the Thunder Rosa to the stage before she says a word, though. And she comes out to a big pop, by the way. Vicky Guerrero appears screaming, excuse me. Excuse me. I wasn't even going to try to do it. <laughs> That's as close as I get. She gives Thunder some credit as she does uh, show up for training, but she tells Thunder to take her fake green card and backstroke back to Mexico. Nyla Rose then appears from behind and texts Rosa laying her out. Uh, I did not like this segment at all. I had a lot of problems with it. I don't like that being Thunder Rosa's first segment as new champion. Don't like it at all. No, not at all. Not at all. It was... Good heat back and forth on the microphone. If it would have stayed on the microphone, yeah. just Vicky and Thunder Rosa. You knew Nyla was going to show up. Well, yeah, but I mean, if we would, could have eliminated Nyla attacking her or showing up at all, and just those two going back and forth for another minute or two, it would have been a fine segment. And Nyla's a great, a great worker, very talented, but she gets more tile shots than anybody in the company. 
And yeah, we kind of talked about that in text messages too. But I, it's just, it's like every new champion's first feud seems to be Nyla Rose. Well, that too, that too. So I don't know. It's just one of those things. I'm like, they got enough talent. Let's get other people some shots. But we'll get there. We then get the main event: uh, um, Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus the Dark Order's John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Um, this match went about. 15 or so minutes towards the end of the match. Um, we see, um, let's see here. We see uh, silver continue to attack. Um, he had a hot tag. He continues to attack, but he got rocked by a code breaker, but the dark order star silver kicks out, you know, Garcia comes in, but they send Jericho out of the ring. Alex Reynolds makes a blind tag and they hit some, uh, really credible double team moves only for Daniel Garcia to end up kicking out. The group then all gets on in the on, on the ring apron, which leads to Silver attacking them until he gets a spine buster from Hager. And I know we we rip on Jake Hager a lot, but the guy looks like he's in fantastic shape right now. Yeah, so which tells me he's got another match coming up. Yes, a match or a fight. A fight, I should say, a fight. Um, Reynolds then tries the charge, but Garcia distracts the official. That allows Jericho to hit Reynolds with Floyd the baseball bat. Garcia then sits in a scorpion death lock to get the win. We then see uh, the whole Jericho Appreciation Society celebrate the win together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was yeah. a good match, but it was it was main event worthy. No. Um I I would put uh Dax Harwood and Punk in the main event. But that was such a fun way to there. start the show, but yeah, I yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought um, Lethal and Cole would be the main event. That would have been a great main tonight. event. Yeah. Crowd would have popped, would have had a great way to end the show. It would have been fantastic. Well, and, and it would have, that whole segment would have even afterwards with Cole calling out Hangman, Hangman coming out, and even him getting beat up and then Jurassic Express and making the save and then Cole walking off the air with the title. That would have been the perfect way to close up. But yeah, and you would have gotten three out of your five, six champions right. in the main event spot. So, right. I don't know. Overall uh, rating tonight. Oh, man. Uh, 6.5. I'm going 7.5. Okay. You're I enjoyed it, but there's definitely it. a little step back from the last two weeks for me. Um, yeah. There was a little sloppiness here and there. A few segments like Thunder Rosa segment I didn't care for at all. Uh, Vicky getting cut off. That was probably the best part of that segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th there was just too much for me to give it a higher rating tonight. Uh, yeah. I wanted to, but the longer the show went on, I mean, you had your good stuff. Great matches. I would have changed up the order a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just I'm, I'm stuck on that 6.5 tonight. It, um, I would call it kind of a filler show. I saw that floating around on Twitter, but it was a very good filler show. Um, yeah. But I would call it kind of a filler show tonight. Coming off a big event, um, next week's one of the biggest weeks in, in wrestling. We only know two Dynamite matches next week. Darby yeah, Allen versus um, Andrade and uh, the Ass Boys versus FTR. We know well, a lot for Rampage. We're, I think we know the whole card for Rampage at yeah, this seems point. Seems like it. Yeah. Uh, Swerve versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. That'll be fun. 
sadly, I think Starks is winning that match because I don't think Team Taz is going to come off the FTW title. Right. But if he manages to pull it off, there's how you get the FTW title involved more. Yep. Yep. Make it a Rampage title, defend it on Rampage. Maybe we'll finally get into the QT Marshall hook story. That should have been over a week after it started. Right. But that's just the week it started, as a matter of fact. But that's just me. Dustin Rhodes, Lance Archer, good to see both those guys back. Yes, yes. They had a fun was... match way back in the pandemic era. Mm-hmm. I was starting to get concerned that we weren't going to see Dustin um, with everything going on with his brother and sister-in-law. But uh, oh, yeah, man, I'm no. sure he cares. Well, he's doing his own. Yes. Thing. But I mean, I that shows you there that there truly isn't any hard feelings between anybody, because if that would have happened somewhere else, which we're not going to get into all that rumor and storyline tonight, Dustin would have been off TV for the next six to eight months. Yeah. Or maybe it is it's just nothing that involves Dustin and it's just between Cody and, and Tony. Well, I know, but even if it was just between yeah. Cody and the other guy, Dustin still would have been punished. We've yeah. seen it happen. Yeah, we have. I, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've I've the more I talk about Cody Rose, the more I in maybe this is the last thing I'll say about Cody Rose for a while, but you know, if he's if he, if he's doing it to better his family, great. Great. Yeah. Um but it sounds like the money was similar to what AEW was offering. And just going back on all the statements he said, you know, this is where I'm getting in my career. I can't go back. The other guys can. He went back on everything he ever said. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I keep, I, I pulled out my Cody shirt and I went, yeah, nope. It's going back in the drawer. No, I, I mean, I got three Not or four right of now. them and I just, yep. Just nope. He, he can go have fun with Seth Rollins on Mania. I don't know. Yeah. And again, and it's it's not a knock at WWE. No. It's not a knock at Cody. It's we're not mad that Cody no, left I AEW. Mean, we're mad that he went back on everything he ever said. Yeah, it's more of how he did it, I guess. Yes. Um, I don't I don't know. It, it it's hard to explain. I don't know. Yeah. But it's got nothing to do with the fact that it's Vince or anything like that. It's no, it's I could Cody. care less. I mean, he won't be the last AW talent to go to no. WWE. I'm sure. I mean, he's no. If, if they treat him right, he might be the first of many. Um, eventually. Um, speaking of contracts, yeah. uh, I'm sure you already know this, but I saw it tonight and was kind of excited. That's all ego. Ethan Page has signed multi-year contract with AEW. Yep. Pump me up. He's now it an American. He's he's uh, moved uh, over across the border from Canada to, to Michigan, and uh, yeah. He's a great talent. I like what they're doing with him and Scorpio Sky, and glad he's going to be under contract for many years to come. I still miss SCU, but Paige and Scorpio Sky work well together. They feed off of each mm-hmm. other, and I'm glad that that's who he got teamed with. Right. Who is your wrestler of the night tonight? Right. Kind of a tough one. It is. It is. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw you a massive curveball here. Matt Hardy. Yeah, it was a curveball. <laughs> why why Matt over Jeff? Um because Jeff's going to deliver that style of match every time he's in the ring. 
Matt doesn't have as much of that go left. And that's, again, it's not a knock against Matt. I don't think Matt's been right since he went through a table wrong. So to see him get a good victory, to see him go through a table and not get hurt, this all made me feel really happy. Jeff Swanton was my biggest takeaway from that match. Besides that, and and, uh, besides Sting kind of botching that match, or that not the match, the Scorpion death drop, drop, I thought Sting still came away as the star of the match yet again. I don't know how he does it. Because it's Sting. He's amazing. Or should I say, it's Sting! My uh, wrestler of the night, should I say my sports entertainer of the Mm -hmm. night is Daniel Garcia. Yes, I will give Daniel Garcia a lot of props. He, he win. did he made, great uh, tonight. He made Reynolds tap out with the Scorpion Death Walk, and I like seeing him in the main event. I think as AW fans, we better get used to that for many years to come. Oh, yeah. I mean, the kid's like, what, 21, 22? Young 20s, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we probably got another 20 years of seeing Let's him. Let's see. I'm, I'm curious how... <laughs> I'm go exactly how old he is. Well, while you look that up, I will tell everybody be sure to check out in the uh description of all of our profiles and the bio. There we go. Bio. That's the word there I was looking go. for. Uh the new kicking out podcast store. Get you some great merchandise, a uh, little bit of everything from coffee mugs to tank tops to t-shirts to hoodies. And, of course, don't forget we still got our store, very select few exclusive items over on the Pro Wrestling Tees store as well. So two great places to buy some great Kicking Out podcast merchandise. So go do it now. I believe he's he's 23. He will be 24 in September. Okay, so they gave you an age and you had to just do math there. I saw you writing something <laughs> or something. Well, they, they gave me the date and I was little thrown off i thought i had it right and then i had to figure out september so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yep but uh, yeah like you said you plugged the store remember uh promo code madness um good for uh free shipping on orders through april 10th and that is on the kicking out podcast store not the pro yeah. wrestling no store. no yeah just so we're will not let us do our own promo codes they'll do 20 percent right. off about every month or every other month or so but if you want those promo codes, watch AEW. It's the same one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, with that, Tanner, your final thoughts for tonight's episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't want to spend my Wednesday night doing anything else, at least for two hours of it, than uh, watching um, Dynamite and then talking with everybody for an hour or so afterwards. Um, but a little bit of filler episode tonight, but that's okay. You have those once in a while. Every show can be a nine out of 10 or, or so, but uh, still had some good advancements of storylines and uh, definitely have a few that I'm scratching my head, wondering where they're going to go. Yeah. 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 Like you said, not every, uh, not every show can be a six star show uh, or even a five star show for that matter. Will so you'd be watching the Reign of honor show next Friday. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> it's, it got me intrigued with the latest uh, matches that have been announced. So, and, and I'm still just really intrigued what he's going to do with ROH. I know he said he's going to get a weekly show going and everything, but I want to know when, where, who's going to yes. be on it. I want to know all that. What stuff. night are we yeah. going to have to move our podcast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so I do have one question for you. Okay. Because we're finally getting it. So I want to know your pick. Briscoe's FTR. FTR's taking those titles. <laughs> uh, of course, it doesn't help that, you know, there's really been no agreement with Tony and uh, the Briscoes yet. So, well, no, I think, I think this, I think Tony making this match, should, and it sounds like it was a lot of hard work from what Fightful Select has reported. It was a lot of hard work when everybody thought it was a shoe in. Um, but, but Tony making it happen, I think that Tony's fine with everything. I think it's Time Warner is upset with a comment one of the Briscoes made 10 years ago. And I don't think they want them. If, if all reports are correct, Time Warner doesn't want them in AEW. So, well, I mean, that's kind of how cancel culture works. You said something it does. 15 years ago, and now we don't like you. It does. So, because somebody know, brought it up, may, maybe they'll still be able to get under the Ring of Honor umbrella, which would be nice in, yeah. on TV. But we'll have to see. Um, that's why I'm saying I think FTW wins the titles, just so that way Tony can definitely use those FTR. titles. Yeah, FTR, not FTW, FTR. Jeez, um, um, it's late. But uh, also speaking of them, I know they're the AAA tag title champions right now, and and I understand the heritage and, and the and the um, prestige around those titles. Don't get me wrong; those are the worst looking tag belts I've ever seen. They look plastic. They look like I, toys. Yeah, when they came out there with the FTR sticker on there, I yeah. was like. Why are they carrying toys? And then it dawned on me. Oh no, those are just the AAA no, belts. Not, not good wow. Tracks. Yeah. They use. I thought maybe it was just because of the gear that um, the Lucha Bros wore, but they always seem to look really shiny then. And tonight they just look dull. No, they look like they're plastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, speaking of belts, be on the lookout. For a new Maybe. KOP predictions title here in oh. the future. Darn, you broke the news. I was going to say stay tuned for something big to happen well, on I'll KOP social news. media. I'm not giving away any, any any spoilers of what it looks like. They'll have to tune in to see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to say, your, your greatest KOP predictions champion has something in store when this arrives. So I don't have anything in store. Oh! Shots fired. <laughs> Shots. I've defended it more times than you have. It's been a while. You win the belt and you're like, nah, pay-per-view. I'm like, ah, let's do it at the next big show. Let's do it tomorrow night. I, I wasn't too I wasn't too uh, enthused to go after the plastic looking title. Now now that we got a title, I I wanna I wanna taste. I wanna taste of the title, Paul. I wanna taste. <sighs> That's all I got to say. Double or nothing. I'm coming <laughs> for the title and then a Twinkie right there. Uh-huh. I think uh, you got to get through. Twinkie and title. I think you got to get through Austin, though, too. So, see, that's where this gets better because this We're is a triple Austin threat Shep. match. We're not talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin here. We're well, talking about Austin Shepard. Well, I mean, you know, hey. We're talking about the rookie. We, we Austin hasn't even appeared on our podcast. If he wants no. to, if he really wants to get involved with this, it's time for him to appear on the podcast because I want a taste of the title and a taste of a Twinkie. I don't want another taste of a Twinkie. I have, I was picking that out of my beard all day Sunday. I mean, she, she got me good. Go back and watch that video if you haven't watched it yet. I still, I'm like, did I get it all? You know, it's been almost a week and I'm still like, uh, 
uh where is it <laughs> yeah, been off the rails here yeah at the end of the show it's good stuff but so. that's what that's what this is all what about we do that's what see, we do that's why i'm the greatest kop champion in history because i'm willing to put the rookie in a triple threat match you would have been like, eh, maybe Austin, maybe. And I'm like, ah, oh, let's do triple threat. Let's go. Let's do this. Well, you hang on that that thought and feeling till May because I'm finally gonna up my game from mid card to main eventer, and I'm gonna take that title. Ooh, that's all I gotta say. I'm out. Remember, I had a perfect card. Ha <laughs> ha. That you did. <laughs> so uh, with that. <laughs> Be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. Go follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee Night Two. Follow Paul Zartman. That's me, your favorite KOP champion at Paul Zartman Nine Two One, and um, be on the lookout at Kicking Out Podcast because when that belt comes in, oh buddy, I got something in store for it. So be sure to watch Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Watch it all. It'll be everywhere when this happens. So uh, be sure to give us a listen wherever you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating because it definitely helps us move up the rankings. And uh, KOP will be in the top ten before you know it. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>